Michael Show. We are live. We are out here at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Glad to have you. Thanks for those of you watching on the Bud Light live stream on the cameras that are set out and about. We certainly appreciate you being here. Thanks to John getting his fantasy football question in already. John, we got it. And your question will be first out of the shoot today uh, when we take the listener portion of it. So that's going to be good stuff. Uh, Paul Charchian coming up about an hour from right now. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, let's do this. Um, first and foremost, Aaron Rodgers spoke. And uh, he talked a little bit to the media. And uh, some of the questions that, uh, you know, obviously are posed. A lot of this stuff about the beginning of the season and getting ready and all the things that, uh, you know, he's kind of stuff that uh, the stuff that, you know, this team needs to do. There's so much concern, in, in my opinion, about the offense in the sense of, oh, my God, no Devontae Adams. What are you going to do? Holy crap. You know, and I get it. I get it. But. It's also kind of like, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm overly concerned about it, to be honest with you. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, talked a little bit yesterday about what his comfort level is right now with those young wide receivers. About what it was a few weeks ago. You know, I think today is there's evidence of uh, immaturity at times. There is. I get it. He also talks about Wednesday, uh, you know, the uh, the Wednesday game and the, the practice and such. And also, uh, you know, he's challenged wide receiver Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson. Those guys really need to get up to speed. And he's he's trying to press these guys to, to get them ready. When you're in these live situations where we're moving the football and there's rapid fire plays and the play clock is on and there's live reactions and adjustments in real time and because of that you know we're, we're gonna have to be patient with 87 and 9. so you know obviously patients are going to become the the virtue so to speak and um it's just a matter of like how long it's going to take those guys to get on the same page and for him to quote trust them now only i get it only so much of that could have been done in the otas in the mini camps, I understand that, but you know it, there could be a couple more months of familiarity here, so to speak. So I'm kind of hoping all of this comes to fruition rather quickly. Then you've got the Wiley veterans, Randall, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, and you know he said, "Look, you know both of these guys have really—I'm not going to say opened eyes, but surprised me. Some really great catches in, in the last few days." But I tell you what, ever since the Saints practice. The first one, Sammy has been a different player, and he's been super reliable, and every practice made a bunch of plays. Today he had a bunch of plays again. I thought Kabi, in the last eight days or so, has practiced really, really well, and he had another good practice today, and he caught a touchdown in the, to end the two-minute drive for us on a deep corner route. So I'm really happy with those two guys, especially. Rodgers also talks about uh, the tight ends. Now, tight end play for the Packers is going to, I believe, is going to be even more necessary this year. There's going to be an emphasis put on it because of the uncertainty of the wide receiving core, and I think it's just going to be collectively 
wide receivers, tight ends, running backs are going to make up for the loss of Devontae Adams. It's going to be a difficult task. It's an uphill test. There's no doubt about it. It doesn't mean it can't be done. And I think they'll be able to do it. But there's a lot of emphasis on the tight ends. And he talks about the progress uh, of Robert Tanyan and how he's leading that group. Bobby being out there is a difference maker. He just instinctually has a different feel than those other guys. Um, And I would love to see Big Dog get some more reps as well because he's just such an important part of our offense. Also, uh, they had what they called game-like conditions on Wednesday, that practice that they really wanted to emphasize, hey, here we go. Uh, as you start to put your starters and start to put your packages together for real, you know, um, and to get it fresh in everybody's mind because you're going to take a little bit of a break. Your guys are going to take some time off. Some guys are going to come in every day and they're going to study and they're going to heal and they're going to lift and they're going to do everything necessary. Other guys are just going to take some time. You've gone through a long camp. Camp has now ended. Now you start to gear up for the season. So going back to that Wednesday practice, making it game-like conditions, getting things ready for what is about to come, what impressed him? about that Wednesday practice. The other guys that really had a nice practice were our backs. AJ had one period where I think four catches in the period um, on one drive, and two of them were not very good throws. So this, again, he's a very steady guy, and I like what I saw all camp from him in 33, the older receivers today. So there you go. That was Aaron Rodgers talking uh, after practice yesterday. And like I said, uh, the Packers get a really hard one in. Uh, they get a break now after camp has ended. And uh, now they just uh, kind of take it easy. They do their thing, and they start to get themselves ready for next week and the preparation for Minnesota coming up uh, a week from Sunday. So um, I'm telling you this. I don't know about you, but uh, and if this is happening to you, let me know. But I can't tell you how many people that I know that are either friends, acquaintances, colleagues, whatever, from over in Minnesota have now kind of wink, wink, nod, nod. They've come out of the woodwork. They really believe that it's time for the Vikings to shine, man. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. So they, they're they feeling really good about what's to come a week from Sunday. So Aaron Rodgers uh, was asked about TD passes, and uh, it's kind of a Q&A back and forth about the throws, the touchdowns and such. Because they had, uh, the, like I said, the Wednesday's game-like practice yesterday. Rodgers was asked, who was catching those TD passes? Bobby caught a touchdown, and Cobby caught a touchdown in two minutes. You said defense, or you guys beat the defense in the first day of practice, so who won? Oh, we did. Yeah, the offense. Jordan, Jordan threw a couple touchdowns. We scored a couple on the twos, too. Bobby caught a touchdown on the twos, and we had another one. Can't who caught it. Um, so not overwhelmingly, oh, my God, praise, but nevertheless, uh, Rogers talking about some of the guys that did make some plays. Uh, he was also asked, has there ever been a game simulation practice where they've done things – you know, the game-like practice. This is what it was supposed to be yesterday. Have they ever, ever done anything like this before? Not here, I don't think. So that was that was good. I really liked that Matt brought that up. It felt, you know, we warmed up like a game and then kind of got right into it. It wasn't – there were some, some live special teams reps. I mean, live to a T, you know, covering, full-speed cover. But, uh, yeah, it was a good, good idea, good practice. 
So, you know, as we do, inquiring minds want to know, we're all kind of salivating at the thought of who is and is not going to be starting come uh, game one on September 11th. Now, Roger, when I talked with Mike Clemens last night, he and I both, when we had the huddle last evening, discussed whether or not David Bakhtiari would play. And I think uh, the consensus is probably not. Uh, I would be, I'm not going to say shocked, but I would be really surprised. I did say shocked last night, but I think I'd be really surprised if David Bakhtiari played against the Minnesota Vikings. So then the question becomes to Aaron Rodgers, oh, by the way, do you know who the starting offensive line is going to be against the Vikings? I'm not sure yet. If uh, 69 and 74 go, then the only question will be right guard. If not, it'll be the five you've seen uh, starting again in the preseason. So then the next question be, and he's very short. Ben, in these answers, do you get the sense that Rodgers is like, I just can't wait to get the hell out of here? Because usually he expounds upon things and talks. Yeah, recently, especially, I kind of get the I'm just ready for the season kind of vibe from him right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of you can you kind of get the shortness of the answers from Rodgers. Uh, then he was also asked, look, uh, you know, practices like this last year, you know, if, if they had done all of this stuff, is this maybe a reaction to that ass whooping of 38 to three they took against the Saints in week one last year? Anytime there can be a narrative tied to something that is inflammatory, then usually that's what sticks. And I still think that the way that we do preseason with the ones is the right way to do it. Uh, maybe a couple more practices like today scattered throughout camp would be great. Um, this is, in my opinion, better than a uh, when you bring another team in and practice because we get uh, more conditioning this way. You know, it's good work as long as there are no fights against those teams, but this is better work. There you go. So he says no. and He threw it in yet again. I believe the way we do things with the ones is appropriate. In other words, we don't want to play. We don't need to play. Don't worry about us. We don't need to play. We're good to go. No big deal. We do it right. I don't like practicing against other teams, but, you know, it's not a terrible thing. But these practices against ourselves, they're much better. That's what preps us for the the, uh, regular season. So, when he was asked specifically, so, you know, we're sitting here now on the cusp of the season. What is your comfort level with the young receiving core that you have? About what it was a few weeks ago. You know, I think today is there's evidence of uh, immaturity at times. When you're in these live situations where we're moving the football and there's rapid fire plays and the play clock is on and there's uh, live reactions and adjustments in real time and because of that you know we're, we're going to have to be patient with 87 and 9 um, but I tell you what ever since the Saints practice the first one Sammy has been a different player and he's been super reliable and every practice made a bunch of plays today he had a bunch of plays again I thought Cobby in the last eight days or so has practiced really really well and he had another good practice today, and he caught a touchdown to end the, the two-minute drive for us on a 
deep corner route. So I'm really happy with those two guys, especially. Bobby being out there is a difference maker. He just instinctually has a different feel than those other guys. Um, and I would love to see Big Dog get some more reps as well because he's just such an important part of our offense. But the other guys that really had a nice practice were our backs. AJ had one period with, I think, four catches in the period um, on one drive, and two of them were not very good throws. So just, again, he's a very steady guy, and I like what I saw all camp from him in 33 and the older receivers today. So remember, a few years back, Jay Kumro got a lot of praise just before cutdown day. And then all of a sudden, Rodgers, after speaking so highly of Jake Kumro, Kumro, gone. So he just had come out and said, Juwan Winfrey, the wide receiver, he thought, you know, Juwan Winfrey deserved a roster spot and that he's made the team and that uh, he had a lot of praise for him. And then, sure enough, Juwan Winfrey cut. So was Rogers was asked about that. He said, "Look, you you said that you thought you wanted Winfrey should you know get a roster spot, and he didn't. Did Brian Gutekinds discuss a lot of this stuff with you this time?" Well, I think there's there's always conversations between Brian and I, and it's definitely not the same as the situation from a couple of years ago when I felt like that player was our third best receiver on the team based on his performance in training camp. Um, I thought Jawan had a nice training camp. Um, we know at times it's not a meritocracy. Um, you know, there's extra opportunity for drafted players. That's the way we've done it in Green Bay for a long time. And I'm not knocking it because I wasn't very good in my first year either. But those guys get a little bit more opportunities usually. And if you're an older player, you got to really cement your role on the team. You know, as a as a fifth, sixth, seven receiver, you got to be showing up on special teams and and be a core guy there. And I feel for Juwan because he's such a great kid. He's been here on our row for a long time. So there you um, go, Aaron Rodgers. Hope we can get him back on the P-Squad. He's Rogers one of those guys where... About, uh, you know, need to do. Oh, I'm sorry. So anyway, that being said, there you go. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talking about the team, special teams, guys making the team and such. Um, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We are broadcasting live at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson out here in Oconomowoc. Wisconsin Rally, the hometown rally, coming up beginning tomorrow, and preparations are finalizing today. It is a flurry of activity. Everything from the cigar lounge that's being set up by uh, some people off to the side. You've got, obviously, where I'm sitting in the Bud Light Sports Bar. Uh, you've got uh, different vendors, different jewelers, different places to go. You've got all kinds of parts, accessory vendors, food trucks galore. You've got the North Stage, the South Stage, 23 bands over the weekend, including ours, which is going to be coming up Sunday night. Airbangers Ball performing live right here in front of a capacity crowd on a beautiful evening after the ride. So we cannot wait uh, for Sunday to get here, but it's got to slow its roll a little bit, trying to finalize all the details as we are into the first day of September. Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Nothing but. 
Listening to Aaron Rodgers and some of the thoughts that he had uh, about, you know, this team and getting into the, you know, the, the the mode of the regular season. So one of the questions he was asked was, how soon can he tell if? Because I think this is incredibly interesting. I asked Rodgers in the past, especially in years in which they really. They really turned it on. They really did well. Ended up probably in an NFC Championship game or deep into the postseason. Um, and Rogers' answer has always been something relatively different, where he said, you just feel like at some point things come together, and you know it. You know, you're like, okay, here we go. You know, and it's it's either during the season or in preseason or in camp or even, you know, is, is maybe the last two games of the season, you start to go, okay, wait a minute, uh, there's something good, we're starting to roll here. So he was asked when, how soon can you tell if this team is going to be good? I think our defense is playing well. You know, they're going to be uh, an important part of our success, especially if you look at the beginning of the season and, and, you know, playing a tough team on the road in the division to open the season. Our rivals at home Sunday night football in a big game. You know, going to Tampa Bay against that great squad and then back at home against a really good New England squad. I think the first four weeks will be interesting to see how it all shapes out. Obviously, we have a couple really important players who we'd love to have back who are off the pup now. Uh, getting them back makes us an even better football team. But we kind of got to get through uh, this this first stretch healthy and and winning the games that we need to win. Now, when... You know, we talked back uh, about the Juwan Winfrey. Right before we went to break, we talked about Juwan Winfrey getting cut after Rodgers had stated that Winfrey had been playing really well and kind of felt that he might deserve a spot on the roster. And now the question then follow-up to that is, how often do you get a chance to speak with Brian Gutekinds about the roster of the Green Bay Packers? Well, you know, a couple years ago I said I wanted to have a continuous conversation. You know, I wanted it to be not, hey, we're going to talk on this day and then we're going to talk in three weeks and i think that's the the evolution of our friendship and our working relationship is it has been a constant line of communication throughout training camp and there's been a couple you know sit downs where we talked a little more in depth but uh you know i respect him and his vision for the football team and the beauty in it is that it's it's a hierarchy as it should be you know i i can give my opinion about certain players and the chemistry factor and character but at the end of the day, he's going to make the final decision. And I respect that. And I respect the guys he put on the team. I think there's a lot of potential. I think, obviously, there's some guys at the bottom of the roster who um, need to not coast this year and, and look at this as a as a redshirt year. And there's guys on the P-Squad who are active uh, active NFL football players who can, who can and maybe should be on the 53 and should stay ready when, when their opportunity comes. But I have a lot of respect for Brian and the job that he does and, and respect for keeping me in the conversation. Now, the big question a lot of us have, and we all know this, we've talked about it time and again, it looked awful in the preseason and that special teams. Because I know a lot of you, a lot, myself included, kind of leaned back and went, hmm, I hope it's better in the regular season than what it has been in the preseason. So the question was posed to Aaron Rodgers about special teams. Because 
he was at look special teams was kind of the byproduct of the team right so how long was special teams just kind of overlooked in the past versus the attention that you know they're now the attention and the money they're now putting into special teams there was a lot of emphasis for a long time we just played a lot of young players on there i feel like we have a couple guys who are teamers you know guys that's how they make their money and a couple other guys who need to embrace that role uh especially young players who can do it and, and have done it in the preseason but need to really embrace that that might be their main impact on the season especially early on is on teams so we have some good leadership on there we got you know an older punter and older kicker that i feel really confident in, in their uh consistency but uh we need some young guys to step up and play well. We need the veteran guys to, to hold it down. Morgan Burnett, a uh, long time as a Green Bay Packer, and he came back, signed a one-day contract, wanted to retire as a Packer. Now, we talk about this all the time. When you retire, you retire kind of where you're at. Uh, he wanted to come back and do his, you know, this is my final day as an NFL player as a Green Bay Packer. Um, you know, whether you're a Hall of Famer or not, that's neither here nor there. A lot of people say, well, who do you go in the Hall of Fame as? You go in the Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a player. You don't go in as a Packer or as a Viking or as a Raider. You go in as you. Your statistics and your stats and your teams and such are underneath you. Uh, you're associated with many teams, and that's what Morgan Burnett wanted to be. So Morgan Burnett uh, wanted to come back and retire as a Green Bay Packer. Aaron Rodgers was asked about his former teammate, Super Bowl champion and uh, coming back to retire as a Packer. Well, he's a special guy. He was always a leader in the locker room, tough guy, uh, great trash talker. Um, to our guys and to the other guys, you know, we had some battles for sure over the years. But as much as anything I can say about Mo, it's his consistency. The guy was really a very consistent football player, played at a high level for us, led the back end was a, a guy that spoke up in the locker room all the time whenever the opportunity was right. And, you know, those, those guys who were gritty, tough, hard-nosed football players, can't have enough of those guys. So I'm really happy for him. He gets to retire a Packer, eventually go into Packers Hall of Fame. But he's a special teammate, and I love my time playing with Morgan Burnett. Does Morgan Burnett belong in the Packers Hall of Fame? Rogers thinks so, obviously, but does he belong in the Packers Hall of Fame? That's a whole other discussion for a whole other day. Uh, but the question also is, so he mentions, well, wait a minute, Morgan Burnett is a trash talker? When we we didn't get a chance to really, he was kind of quiet when he, <laughs> when he was in the locker room. We didn't see that a whole lot. So he expounds upon, you know, Morgan Burnett being a trash talker when he really didn't seem to be that way. Well, you know, he's from... He's from the Atlanta, you know, area, and his brand of trash talk is is pretty impressive. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, it wasn't all the time, which made it even that more effective. He, he picked his spots, and when he did, it was, it was pretty good. So, okay, let's switch over to things. Because the defense started to become proficient. And Rodgers really started to kind of take notice. At what point did Aaron Rodgers say, you know what? Yeah, this this defense that they put together, that Brian Gutekinds and company put together, this defense could really be good. Mm, I mean, pretty quick. Pretty quick for sure. Like day two. We got after him day one, day two. They got after us. Um, 
the beauty is the depth that we have at each level. You know, it was, it's not like some great defenses have an incredible D-line, kind of hold on in the back end, or a great front seven and kind of make up for the back end, or a great back end that's got to make up for a lack of a pass rush. But if you look at our interior D-line, I mean, that's a really impressive group. You know, I think the way Dean has progressed as a big-time player in this league, obviously Kenny is, you know, understated, but, you know, a top two or three guy at his position. And then the depth they have behind him with Big Slayton and, uh, you know, the rookie Wyatt. And then off the edge, you know, the consistency we get from Preston and then Rashawn, who's really made himself a, a game changer. You know, when the two-minute, let me just say, in the two-minute drive today, our protection was slide to his side just because he's such a great game wrecker. And that's a, you know, Preston is a fantastic player on one side, but we got to slow down 52. And defense and offenses are going to have to have a plan for him. But the pocket push that we can get from those interior guys is really great. Then you got two 6'4-plus linebackers inside who are both rangy and smart and intelligent. Um, and 59, who is a hell of a player and trash talker. And the back end, man, has got a lot of confidence. A lot of confidence. It's, you know, usually in, in even if it's a great defense, you can always find a kind of find one guy to pick on. But I don't feel like we have that in this in this defense, you know, you got one of the top corners in the game in, in Rasul who's having a hard time getting minutes in base. That tells you that tells you how good they are on the back end. Obviously, Ja's been a lockdown guy all camp, and 21 keeps getting better. And if he learns how to catch the ball, you know, he's going to be a perennial Pro Bowl for us. But I love, I love the defense and the way they're playing, and we just got to be consistent on teams and break even. And offensively, I feel like we've shown a lot of growth throughout camp, and today was a really good day for the offense. So, you know, he had kind of mentioned about guys catching the pass, okay? Obviously, 21, you know, they needs to catch the ball a little bit better, but he's got Pro Bowl t- potential. So then he goes back to Lazard and Cobb and Sammy Watkins, his veterans. He keeps talking about them. So does he feel with Lazard, with Watkins, with Cobb, that he can win games right out of the shoot? Yeah, that, and then we got to play our best 11. So if that's 12, if that's 21 with the two backs, if that's 21 with Aguara in there, it's going to be our best 11. So we can't wait around, you know, once the season starts. We'll work these guys in in spots where they feel most comfortable. But um, the way that Sammy plays, he deserves to be in the, in the first group in. The way Cobby's played in camp deserves to be in the first group in. The way Allen's played when he's healthy deserves to be in the first group. So... Uh, those are guys I'm sure we're going to go with. We'll work in 87 and 9 uh, to start and go from there. There you go. Aaron Rodgers speaking to the media. We'll talk a little bit more about what he has to say about Morgan Burnett, Leroy Butler, and then Greg Jennings being inducted into the Green Bay Packers Hall of Fame later this evening. So we'll, we'll hear from him more on that coming up here in just a little bit hey keep getting your fantasy football questions and coming up after the top of the hour it's a charge paul charchian from guillotineleagues.com going to be joining us and we'll talk with him and take all of your fantasy football and i know the drafts are here if you haven't done it already you're going to do it so i know the drafts are here and uh we'll give you all your fantasy football advice so start getting your questions in via email thebillmichaels at gmail.com thebillmichaels at gmail.com hit us up on the bud light live stream or tweet us at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or you can just call 
877-867-1670. That is coming up in about 25 minutes. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting live out here. And it's a beautiful day. Warm day, but a beautiful day. Nonetheless, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Roberts Specialty Meats. Paul Roberts down in Waukesha. If you're going to do some grilling, because grilling season is really kind of kicking off now. Tailgate season is grilling season, right? So now that you're going to be doing a lot more tailgating, footballs, Saturdays, Sundays, you name it, stop in and either get the Al Capone roast, get the Al Capone sausage, get the brats, the ribs on a stick, or the chicken marinated Parmesan skewers. Oh, my God, the garlic parm is fantastic. Get that, or just steaks. I'm telling you, he's got some fantastic steaks down there. Or have him cater your event, whether it's a golf outing or something going on in your club or whatever it happens to be. Weddings, who knows? If you like meat, you got to love our buddy Paul Roberts and Roberts Specialty Meats in Waukesha. Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That is Roberts Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. top of the hour thanks for getting them on and uh you bet so coming up here in about 15 minutes ah, about 20 minutes actually from now uh paul charchian is going to be joining us and the charge uh going to bring you all your fantasy football needs so start getting those questions in now hit us up over on twitter as well mike writes in the wendy's or excuse me in the email inbox he says uh hey bill aaron Rodgers may sound a little short with the media do you think that he's just putting his quote game face on that's from mike mike no no, Aaron. No, Aaron. Don't have um, a game face, so to speak. Aaron has just Aaron's face, for lack of a better term. Um, there's just in meeting him, knowing him, talking with him, and what have you. He's just there. You know, some days he's just in a great mood, wants to talk. It's been a fun day. It's been a good day. It's a productive day. Things are heading in the right direction. And then there's other times where it's like, no, nah, it's really not. You know, it's just, it's it's not great. And we know some of those days can be troubling for him. Uh, or just, you know, or things in general. There could have been a question that was posed to him that maybe was not something that he wanted to hear or wanted to see or wanted to discuss or what have you. So, you know, I mean, it's just... You know, some of those days are just some of those days, for lack of a better term, you know. So I uh, I, I don't know. By the way, um, and and Chris brings up a good point. When he was talking about 21 catching the ball, he's talking about Eric Stokes. He's not talking about a wide receiver. He's talking about Eric Stokes. When he got into that discussion about passes and such and things, the balls that are being thrown that are thrown up for grabs, and he says 21's got to come down with the ball, that that's a sh- over to the defensive side. That's Eric Stokes. You're right. Because there is no 21 when it comes to wideouts. What he is basically saying is, hey, look, Stokes, Jair, Rasul, 
Not so much Rasul because he takes advantage of it. But look, when the ball's thrown your way, you're only going to get so many opportunities to pull one down per game. Remember the old Jay Cutler adage? Jay's always going to throw you two. It's whether or not you catch it. What he is saying is, you know, hey, Stokes, if the ball is thrown at you, you got to come down with it. you got to get better hands. Because him and Jair, they're not known for picking balls off. They're known for being good pass defenders. As far as interceptions go, that's not their – they're not Charles. They're not Neon Dion. They're not those guys that's grabbing them out of the air, going up and fighting for a ball and bringing it down. What those guys are known for is going up, fighting for a ball, and swatting it away. Passes going defended, not intercepted. So that was your great catch, Chris. Great catch because that was not – pardon the pun, obviously. That was not something that – Rodgers was saying, like, some wide receiver needs to come down with the ball a little bit more. No, he's basically saying, hey, look, you know, there was a couple of passes that weren't good. They were mistakes, whether it was myself or Jordan or whoever. We didn't throw some passes that were on the money. And when they're thrown into your bread basket, you better come down with those things. you got to learn to catch the ball, man. you got to come down with Why? Because then that turns around and gives me, with an, with an offense that we haven't quite figured out yet, more opportunities to stick the ball in the end zone or through the uprights. So good catch, good. I love it when when listeners are paying attention. That that's that's a really good catch, good good stuff. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This one comes to us from Isaiah, who says, "I love all the Packers chatter. Can't wait for the season to get underway." Do you think that Jack Coco is going to be the long snapper on day one? Yes. Yeah, I, I just do. I I mean. Now there still could be change. I'm not going to. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say 80 percent of me says yes, which is not 100 percent, not even 90. But it's more yes than it, it's a lot more yes than it is no. I know that has been an issue. I, we have not heard about the continuous issues out of long snapping that we heard prior to. So my assumption is that Jay Coco is their guy until he isn't. So if you're going to put a gun to my head and say, hey, how much money are you going to put down out of 100 bucks on Jay Coco being your long snapper, I'd say probably 80% of me says yes, if that makes sense. There you go. 15 minutes away, we're going to talk some fantasy football. Stay tuned for that, this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Calderone Club in San Giorgio. Two great places, downtown Milwaukee. If you're out riding this weekend, maybe you're going to the Harley Museum. Maybe you're just out and about enjoying yourself. Or, you know what? Sport's not downtown. Not a lot going on. No shuttles, no nothing like that. So go down, sit back, relax, enjoy one of the best Italian meals you're ever going to have or one of the best, most authentic Napolitana pizzerias that are out there. That is our friends at San Giorgio and Calderon Club. And Gino and his staff are there to take care of you and treat you right, have a great time. And also they pair up the Bill Michaels on both sides, by the way, on both sides. Um, because they don't, uh, they got Peronis and all that stuff in there, but they point to see, uh, with Cider Boys from Point Brewing. Cider Boys down there. That's what Gino pairs that stuff up with. He tells me about it all the time. So uh, stop down there and get yourself one. There you go. That's San Giorgio, Calderon Club, Old World 3rd Street, right across the street from the Hyatt Hotel in downtown Milwaukee, Great Italian food, and I, I can't vouch any more than I possibly could for them because I love that place. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, 
In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers held practice, and now we'll have some time off before getting ready for the Vikings. A lot of fans are asking, why did the team only have two running backs on the roster, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, and why were Tyler Goodson and Patrick Taylor cut? Matt LaFleur says that wide receiver Omari Rodgers can serve as the number three running back for now. You know, obviously when you have two guys like we have, at that position, you feel very fortunate, and we're excited about the two guys that we, we got back on the practice squad. And then having a guy like Amari gives you a little bit of flexibility if you get into a bind. We definitely feel like we have some flexibility within our roster. Now, the Packers kept seven wide receivers, but they cut a player that Aaron Rodgers said he liked, Jawan Winfrey. So is this like when the Packers cut Jake Kumaro from the team three summers ago? Rodgers says no. These days, he's kept in the loop by GM Brian Gutekinst. There's always conversations between Brian and I. It's definitely not the same as the situation from a couple years ago when I felt like that player was our third best receiver on the team based on his performance in training camp. Um, I thought Jawan had a nice training camp. Um, we know at times it's not a meritocracy. Um, you know, there's extra opportunity for drafted players. That's the way we've done it in Green Bay for a long time. And I'm not knocking it because I wasn't very good in my first year either. Brian Gutekinds. Yeah, I would say, you know, Aaron's involvement uh, is much different than it was back then. It's kind of constant. And there's many conversations go on throughout, you know, whenever, whenever he's here, you know. Um, when he was here for the mandatory mini camp, and then even through this training camp, they're pretty constant conversations. Obviously, we, you know, um, he's kind of kept up to date more so maybe than he was back then. That's Packers GM Brian Goodigans in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. <laughs> Broadcasting live, Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. Hometown rally starting here tomorrow. We are broadcasting live at the Bud Light Sports Bar. Out back by the North Stage. That's where you can find us. Certainly appreciate you being here. And uh, take a listen to the program today. Hey, don't forget uh, about our friends at Pindell. If you're looking for a not just a job, but a career, maybe advancement, uh, better wages, Better, better company, whatever it has. Or maybe you're looking to work with a company that uh, makes quality manufacturing and machining. P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That is Pindell.com. Good people. Again, go to Pindell.com and see for yourself not only about a job, but about a career from our friends at Pindell. Uh, coming up after the top of the hour, get your questions in. Paul Charchian is going to be here. We're going to be back with the Charch. Again today, he's going to be joining us each and every week from here on out as we take your fantasy football questions, who to play, who not to play, all that kind of good stuff all throughout the football season. Let's go to the phone calls. Our buddy Daniel and Toma is on the line. Daniel, what's happening, man? Yeah, why did they release that one safety I thought was pretty good? Aberdeen? Aberdeen? Whatever his name is? Abernathy? Well, they yeah, cut him loose. Yeah. Uh, they're going to bring him back, but they, they, they're going to bring – they cut him loose because of a more experienced guy they needed in the secondary in Rudy Ford. So Ford's got more snaps, more experience, and they just needed some depth back there because they were pretty scarce. So Abernathy's going to grow. He's going to get better, and they believe he's got talent, but they just needed somebody back there that's got more experience. So you can put him on a practice squad. He's just All a right. team player. Yeah, so uh, most likely he'll be on the practice squad, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then what do you think about the team? Is it set to the beginning of the season? You're worried about a lot of things. I think he, is he a better? 
Well, let me say this. I, I appreciate the phone call here because you're breaking up there a little bit. I, as far as the team goes, if you look at this team on paper and its starters, I would say pound for pound it's one of the better teams in the NFL. Not the best. Uh, I, I think the best is probably up for, you know, it, it's a subjective view, but certainly one of the best. You've got a really – if your offensive line comes together, say, after week one or week two, and you survive – let's just say you get a couple of wins right out of the shoot, and then you've got Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins back. The injuries, nil, okay? you got Bakhtiari, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Royce Newman, Elton Jenkins. That's an incredibly solid offensive line. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers under center one of the top five quarterbacks all time, not just in the league today. You've got a really good one-two punch in Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A good wide receiver-esque tight end in Robert Tanyan. A blocking tight end and a possession guy in Mercedes Lewis. A Swiss Army knife in Josiah DeGuara. The, the weakest spot on your team would then be probably your wide receiving core. And you've got veterans. You've got some up-and-comers in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. You've got kind of what I would consider to be the wild card and the poor man's Debo Samuel, the way they may use him this year in Amari Rogers, Samari Toure, an up-and-comer as well. Offensively, starting-wise, man, you're set. You're set. Defensively speaking, when you say – Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Eric Stokes, and then Rasul Douglas in the nickel as your secondary. I think pound for pound, top five. You got one of the top five backfield defensive backfields in all of football. And now, alongside Kenny Clark, you put a beefy guy like Jerron Reed. You drafted a roamer, a quick, just a big giant muscle in Devontae Wyatt. He's actually made some more plays this year in camp. Obviously, between Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, you're able to collapse the ends. Devondre Campbell, who had a spectacular season last year roaming the middle, and now you throw into the mix Quay Walker. Your first-round draft choice. I I would say pound for pound on paper, you're looking at one of, one of the top five defenses in the league. So you take the weakest position, which is your wide receivers, Put that alongside Aaron Rodgers, so maybe you're going to still going to end up being top ten just because of the ability of Rodgers to find the open man in the mismatch. An offensive line that can protect him, a run game that can keep you off guard, and, oh, by the way, they can pick up the blitz and catch. And a, and a top five de- defense, I think you got one of the best teams in football. But to me, like I've said it before, I'll say it again, I don't give two dams about the regular season. I just don't. I done that we've seen everything trend perfectly for the green bay packers to get a home field advantage unlike nothing we've ever seen unlike nothing we've ever seen snow wasn't overly frigid but it was there and you get a warm weather team like san francisco comes in and they still got beat so i don't care about the regular season all i care about is the postseason But do I think they have a good team? You bet your butt I do. Real good team. Just the way I'm thinking. Coming up next, the Jarch. Paul Jarchian is going to join us. We're going to talk with him. Get his thoughts 
on some of the uh, some of the goings on in the National Football League, some of the roster moves in the National Football League, all that kind of good stuff. Stay tuned. A lot more to Bill Michael Show. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Broadcasting live at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, Office 67, just south of 94. Come on by, say hi. More right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.